The American science fiction writer Octavia Butler is having what you might call a moment in the Irish galleries this summer. A ceiling-height portrait of her hangs in Immer at the Otterleth Group's show there, to which her writing has lent its title, Xenogenesis. Simultaneously at Visual Carlo, another show, Speech Sounds, also takes its title from Butler's writing. Niamh Daly spoke to the show's curator, Irlef Nivjurish, about the technology of speech and Octavia Butler's Tales of Post-Pandemic L.A., written in the 1980s. We are technological as, as a people. You know, the language, and before the written language, or before any form of language, was a technology just as a stone tool, or farming, or making beer. All these things have informed who we are. I'm Eileen Lee Irish, and I am a writer and curator based in between Dublin and Ireland. I was the curator in residence at Visual Carlo for 2021, and then the work I produced out of that um, culminated in this exhibition, Speech Sounds. So Speech Sounds is a large multidisciplinary exhibition that includes sculpture, video, sound, and is kind of contained in this large wooden frame we've constructed. And that was to create different eye lines, but also intimate moments to engage with these works. Visual Carlo is quite a monumental exhibition space, which was slightly intimidating and I wanted it to be a more intimate, softer, slower experience and I wanted each artwork to be given that, that space and that room to be sat with. So the first work you'll come across is Jonah King and Sue Hang, Honey Fungus, which is at first sight quite a large projection with these silk screens and that is a virtual reality piece. Once you put that on, you fall into this kind of microbial or mycelial network, uh, the network of mushrooms and fungus, and it takes you on a poetic journey through the erotic and the ecological. I don't know how, but you're dreaming me. You're playing with your yukons on my small fish as you lay between my... As you turn around the structure, you come across... Jenny Brady's receiver, which tracks the history of deaf languages, of sign language, particularly looking at the Milan Conference, um, which advised the ban on teaching sign language in deaf schools. And as you progress, there's a number of works that all deal with the way that illness and disability communicate. Speech Sounds came out of a, a long-running interest in science fiction, be that popular culture science fiction or the work of Octavia Butler. And this interest in science fiction with communication language, but specifically looking at communication language through the prism of disability or body modification. So my practice deals broadly with cripness or the critical engagement with disability, illness and disease. Um, and when you when you kind of that first year of lockdown where we all had this time to revisit all these childhood films and sci-fi and read all these books, it became quite clear that there was this obsession or interest in disability. So I wanted to create the opportunity for artists to respond in a broad sense to the languages and the, the ways we can communicate as bodies, be that disabled bodies be that between ourselves and those we love, those we've lost, ancestors, thinking of the connection between the human and the non-human or, or, or nature, and thinking of a broader, more speculative understanding and imagining of what communication and language could be. How did you come up with the name Speech Sounds? So Speech Sounds comes from a short story by Octavia Butler. Octavia Butler is considered a master of sci-fi writing, 
she was based in the west coast of the United States. So The Speech Sounds is a short story that follows the story of Rai, who's lost her parents in a post-pandemic LA. This pandemic has left the entire population without the ability to speak, write or communicate in any way, which has kind of resulted in societal collapse and violence and kind of is a typical post-apocalyptic theme. And I found it quite interesting because Octavia Butler has this very critical imagining and world building. So she, she engages critically with the future as a way to critically examine the, the current. And it gives us the political and imaginary tools to engage with that. But in this, I, I, it felt there was a shortcoming that, you know, there was this collapse in forms of communication and there was no thinking critically about disability in that moment and thinking about possibly the idea of sign and the languages we already have. Humans communicate in many ways, be that nonverbal, uh, be that through sign, be that through body language, be that through the subtle and noble gestures and hormones and pheromones that we communicate with each other. I am making a film with Emma Wolfe Hall to be shown in Union Gallery in November as a part of Ulysses 2.2, which is a huge body of work by Landmark, Anu Productions and the Museum of Literature Ireland, commissioning 18 artists to make work in response to the centenary of James Joyce's Ulysses. We have rightly been given Circe, episode 15, which deals with the hallucinatory, the gender swapping, the kink, uh, the film will be taking a nighttime party trip through Dublin, addressing the kind of lack of nightlife in Dublin at the moment, but also addressing the the troubling language used in, in Joyce that I haven't seen addressed, be that racist, ableist, and what needs to be done to undo that kind of literary harm. So colonialism plays into your broader practice. So have you adopted any focused decolonization actions to shift your perception? I don't have a, a specific decolonial practice, but my work does deal with the malleability of bodies and thinking of undermining and picking apart the colonial categorization of bodies, which is the violence that allows colonialism to have done what it has done. And what my work tries to address is not to think of someone as trans or cis or man or woman or disabled or, or abled, but that at some way all our bodies exist in this maelstrom, this mess of what it is to be a human. And this categorization, which have been taken on by identity politics, thinking about people claiming these identities as sacred and as immovable, fixed completely biologically, is counterintuitive to the decolonial work we must do in removing the inner characterizations and these kind of outer societal structures that they inform. So in some way, my work comes from this frustration and this resistance to this incessant characterization that has somehow gotten into these circles who you would think would be critical of them and kind of undoing identity politics whilst undoing the categorization of colonialism.
Irlet Nivyarish there and the reporter was Niamh Daly. Speech Sounds, curated by Irlet Nivyarish, is at Visual Carlo until August 21st.